feel like I'll be bad at it because I don't feel like we're in it. Why would you be bad at it? Because we're in it. Because I don't feel like we're in it. Yeah. Why would that made? Why would that make you bad? Because typically that would make you better because you're not self-conscious. No, I'm more self-conscious because I can't hear anything. You I'm can hear me and you. No, I need to be able to hear what I sound like. That's the most Virgo thing I think you've ever said. I don't feel like I'm in full control and it's making me crazy. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. Okay, um, well, can't promise that I'm not going to be really annoyed by this episode. <laughs> well, for the next time, I will have a headphone splitter. Or maybe I'll just buy, I'll take this as, uh, you know, buy a new uh, audio interface. I love buying new things, you know. Yeah, I know you do. Speaking of, we bought a new mattress. <laughs> oh, we did. Are we are we getting into this? I guess. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe we should do the intro. Do you want to do the intro? I do the intro. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay. Here. So, okay, but you have to say. So I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say, <laughs> you right? You can just okay. say. <laughs> <clears throat> intro. Hi, I'm Peter. And I'm Melody. This is What Are We Doing? A weekly show dedicated to figuring out what the fuck we're doing with our lives. Hi, Melody. How are you doing? Um, a little annoyed, but it's okay. I can tell. Um, so there's something new in our lives, and I think we need to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's hard to um, come to terms with. I, I agree. It is difficult. It really just throws off your entire day because... And your the, night. It's the foundation of your day and your night. We got a new bed. And it's really weird because it's like a big... It feels too grown-up-y. feels like we're grown-ups now. Why does it feel so grown-up? I don't know because I bought my old one, you know, when I was like 23. And, and you threw it on the floor. And I just had it on the floor and like... I've had it for like 10 years now and uh, just one like a foam mattress off of Amazon. It was so comfy though. I mean, for a while, for a while, I feel like the last year it's gone bad, but that's pretty impressive. At least for me, it's gotten bad this last year, but I would also say that it's partially our fault for never rotating it as much as we were supposed to. Maybe, maybe so. I feel like it was a lot, I always felt it was a lot harder than you wanted it to be. No, I was fine with it. I mean, okay. I never thought it was too hard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just always felt like it was uh, very stiff. But at, and at the same time, like... I feel like you didn't necessarily feel like... I don't know if saying it's too stiff is what you're trying to go for. It wasn't bouncy, and that's what you wanted. You wanted something that had some, like, that would bounce back at you, you know, not just like you'd fall into it and you were stuck. And in that sense, it was too firm for you. There wasn't any, like, resistance to you sitting on it, so it didn't feel, like, soft enough. So it's like a weird thing your brain's doing. Yeah. 
I mean, that's definitely true. Like the whole like being it feels like it like forms around you and like you can't really move. And like on the one hand, one. yeah. On one hand, that's kind of nice. On the other hand, though, I mean, it's good for me because I don't have a lot of weight to contribute to the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't didn't you just like kind of you were just like you kind of just slept on top of it instead of in it. No, no, because of like how the foam was like I did sink into it a little bit like it was it gave it doesn't like it doesn't resist my body the way a spring does like a spring is harder for my body to push against than like a foam a foam is like softer and therefore even if it's resisting me it doesn't feel like hard Mm -hmm. it still feels like it's it feels like it's gently cupping me, you know, and like a spring mattress feels like it's like resisting me. And I'm like laying awkwardly, like on a, not on a board because it's not fully flat because it's like weirdly not like parts of my body are weighing it down, but other parts aren't, you know, I don't know. It's, it's strange. And this one, uh, regular just spring mattresses like I was like I will never have one again because they're terrible especially on your period you can feel like every spring in a mattress but um this one has the our new one has the foam top it's a it's a hybrid mattress uh for those of you curious it is a Lisa legend (laughs) it is I thought it would be really good I thought it would be it's a lot softer than our old mattress a lot more plush the top is though it's just just the top though sure i suppose but i i don't know i think it personally i think it's a lot softer than our old mattress like it's a lot more like you sink in but i don't know but that's also the whole like weight thing like i weigh less than you and i don't have enough like body mass to um like push into the springs Mm -hmm. and so therefore it would feel like more give to you because you weigh a little bit more so like it would feel like more cushiony and everything i guess so um yeah i don't know we we'll see this is only that we've only slept on it one night. We've only slept on it one night, so we will follow up with you and let you know how uh, how this goes. We have a hundred nights to sleep on it, like most mattresses. I have the feeling that this is like fifty fifty up in the air that we're going to return it at this point. Okay, but prediction how how soon do you think we'll know that we don't like it or we do? I think. Um, well, obviously, we have to wait at least 30 days. Yeah. Just so I think that after your next period, we'll know. <laughs> the other thing that I'm also wondering is, like, is it too soft for me? Like, is... Uh, like, no. are you going to have back problems? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm an old man now, apparently. So I have to think about that. I don't know. I feel... It, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's weird, though. It was also heavy as shit. It was really heavy. Yeah. It is. It did come in like a got in a box shipped to us, Um, but it's way heavier than just a foam mattress. 
Um, yeah, springs are heavy. Yeah, metal's heavy. Go, fi- go figure. Mm. Um, it's all coiled metal, too, so there's a lot more metal in there than it looks. Yeah, I suppose that's true. There's also two layers of coils. Wow. Um, sounds heavier. Mm, yeah. But we... Wait, so explain to me how this two layers things work. So there's a base layer of coils, which is like the the foundation of the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the... Um, I forget which half, but one of the halves has a second shorter layer of coils that are like thinner and like lighter to give more bounce, but not, but they're not there for support or anything. They're there just to give like more bounce. more give. I think so. Yeah. And you don't know if it's the top or the bottom. I think it might be the top. It feels like it would make sense for it to be the top. Yeah. Or it might be the opposite. It might be the second layer of coils are on the bottom because that's not where most of a person's weight is. And so like there's more like support there, but I I don't know. I feel like you should have looked into this. You know, I did a lot. Like I did a lot of research for our mattress. Okay. Dear listener, we went all the way up to a pottery barn to sit on this mattress and melody was like i don't know i guess so so i was like okay look i think this is the best thing it seems the best and it's a ridiculous crazy good deal and so i ordered it but now i feel like i might regret that decision i feel like if i have anything less than a enthusiastic yeah this 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 is good from melody then it's not gonna work out i almost feel like to buy a mattress you just have to go to a bunch of airbnbs and just be like hey i slept so well on your mattress what kind of mattress is it (laughs) and just like find out like that's an expensive way of buying a mattress well i mean if you know in the future you're going to buy a new mattress like every airbnb or a hotel or whatever that you go to just like find out what the mattress is i feel like this is like hotel grade mattress at this point like this is pretty nice yeah i mean to be fair it does kind of feel hotel-y in the sense that like i can definitely tell there's springs in it you can't tell there are springs i can totally tell Mm -hmm. you know because it's bouncy but you can't feel a spring i can feel like the resistance well yeah that's different than feeling a spring though i said i can tell there are springs in it okay okay I know that there is a difference between telling and just feeling. My mattress that I had when I first moved to Chicago was so shitty, but hey, it was a bed. So, uh, and it was only a hundred bucks. Didn't you have like three layers of like foam topper on that thing too? I didn't have any. No. We put foam topper on when Naomi started sleeping on it. Oh, that's right. I slept on it like just as is. Just raw dog those fucking spiral pieces of metal, huh? And you wonder why I slept with so many pillows. I mean, I never wondered that. You're you're a pillow person, but yeah. Um, but half of it was just so that like I could lay on top of them because especially during my cycle, psych- like my period part of my cycle, like it was bad. Yeah. That, but, uh, yeah, it does not sound great. Yeah, so I know the difference between feeling springs and knowing that they're there. And this is just like, 
I can t- like I can tell mm-hmm. even if like you didn't tell me there were springs in there I probably could tell mm-hmm. not just because it was bouncy but like laying on it you can tell like I also I grew up sleeping on an air mattress mm-hmm. I was like 12 maybe 11 and I convinced my parents to buy the air mattress that some of our neighbors were selling because they we like lived on a military base and um we were and they were like going far away i don't know you know Mm -hmm. they're going somewhere else so they're selling everything in their house and they had like everyone come in and look at stuff and just buy whatever they wanted and i convinced my parents to buy the bed at the air mattress for me when you were 12 yeah i mean we moved out of there when i was around 12 so Mm. we had to i had to have like convinced them when i was like 11 or 12 i did not know this about you yeah but i convinced them to buy it for me i think it was like super cheap it was like 100 bucks tops and it was Mm -hmm. like an air mattress and it had a whole frame um that came with it See, I have I have like this sneaking suspicion that we will indeed end up with like a, a sleep number bed. Sleep number beds are basically just air mattresses. So we're going to end up yeah. with one of those, I think. I think that's our future because you're going to love it. Those. You're going to love it. Well, mine was one of the original like it wasn't like a sleep number. It was like yeah, one of those an actual air air mattress. But it was like specifically made for for sleeping every day on it wasn't mm-hmm. just like a a blow up one you camp on or whatever it was like it was like made to sleep on every day anyways i grew up with that and i slept on it until i moved here so for Did 10 I, years at least wow wait so that was the mat when i f- when i visited you in virginia that was the mattress yeah it was a pretty comfortable mattress. That's what I'm telling you. I slept on that for like 10 years of my life. And then I moved here. Okay. I'm saying right now, 70-30, we're giving back this mattress. And we're just going to get something else. I, I don't I don't think okay, that we're but keeping like, this thing at this point. What else would you get? I literally will just we'll balls to the wall, get a fucking Tempur-Pedic or, or sleep number. Just That's like so expensive. Yeah, I know. It's part of the reason why I like this one because it was such a good deal. I mean, we could also just suck it up and sleep on this one until we like move or something. Until we move, like next year. I mean, we should have just kept our old one at that point then. Yeah. So we could just give this back, get our money back at the very least, and then get use that to go towards, you know something that you like so we won't have a bed for a while we already put our old bed out on the curb like it's gone no no obviously you don't need to do you don't need to get the money back first before you buy a new one that's not what i'm saying okay if we know that we're going to give this back we can get something else and i think you'll be happier i don't know i think I don't know what I think yet. I always had spring mattresses growing up, and I kind of liked that because, yeah, they are bouncy, and I've missed bouncy beds. And 
I feel like... I'm not against bouncy bets. You know that, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, air mattresses are bouncy. It, it just felt like, you know, m- straight up memory foam. I don't know. At this point, I was like suffocating me. I need something different. So, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Our cat Ow, needs to be here. Ow. Hey, Professor. So, yeah, well, that that's our bud. Uh, we will keep everybody updated. I'm sure everybody's being on the edge of their seats trying to know if we're keeping our bed or not. Uh, if you would like to buy this bed. Is it still on sale? Uh, it's. I think it is on sale. Nope, nope, nope. It's the 14th of September as we record this. It's definitely not on sale anymore. Mm, Sorry. It was like $1,000 off or something, right? Yeah, it was a pretty good deal. I mean, you know, mattresses, though. There's always deals on them. But um, this was a pretty good deal. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess. So far, it really does not seem promising for you. It doesn't seem promising for you, mostly. I mean, I slept okay last night. I think it's hard because I also just got a new... Like, I'm sleeping on a new pillow now, too. Pillows, too. Melody bought these pillows. I just can't. We picked them out together because we thought they would be a good mix for both of us. And you... We also agreed they were like it was 20 bucks or 30 bucks for two. And we felt like that was pretty reasonable. And if we didn't like them, we could like give them to someone else. Yeah. So to be fair, we didn't like put a lot of effort or money into them. Um, I've been trying to get us good new pillows for a while, but you don't want to go test pillows. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But you care. You care a lot. I guess I have high standards. I just don't feel like doing the work. How's that working out for you? Not great, I guess. Not not great at all. Oh, our cat seems very happy. He needed to be next to us. Are we going to talk about the big main topic of the of the night? Are we talking about that this one? I don't know. We don't have to. We could talk about Mia. Oh man, Mia. Mia. Oh, our poor baby. Mia is our adopted cat. She is a I mean three-legged tiny little black cat that we got back in February of 2023. Um, and she's been having some troubles lately. She, um, she like scratched up, she like scratched up her back leg somehow or irritated or something, um, which is fair. She only has one, so I'm assuming it easily gets like caught and scratched on things. Mm -hmm. Um, but she like heard it and, um... We had to take her to the vet to make sure. We were really nervous at first because we didn't know how her how exactly she lost her other leg. Like, what was the cause? 
Um, so we were concerned that something was happening that had happened to her other leg. And um, we didn't want her to lose her other leg, too. And so we got her into the vet as soon as possible. Um, it still took, like, two weeks. So so annoying. If it had gotten... It was starting to look better, so we weren't too concerned. But if it had gotten worse again, we would have definitely taken her to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. um, we were just keeping an eye out and... It turns out it was it was just like kind of a scratch or irritation and she just had been biting at it and uh, licking it a lot and made it worse. Um, so she has a little cone. Mm -hmm. But because uh, she, she only has three legs, the cone they gave her uh, really throws her off. <laughs> yeah, she was all wobbly. And catching on everything. She couldn't get under the couch to her favorite hiding spots. She was trying to walk down our hallway and just caught her cone on the carpet and freaked out and ran away and went back the other direction. Um, now she has a little orange around her neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those, like, soft, pillowy cones to keep her from licking at her back leg. Yeah, she did not like going to the vet. I had to take her in. Um, she is in general a very skittish cat, understandably. We think that um, her previous human was probably pretty negligent and or abusive. She does not like people very much. She is incredibly scared and shy of people in general. So going to the vet, I mean... Rather untrusting. Mm, sure, yeah, untrusting. So, like, taking her to the vet, she she yowled. She, like, she let out the most distressed groan you've ever heard a tiny little cat give. And she hated every second of it. Um, like, we hadn't clipped her nails since we got her because she wouldn't let us, like, hold her down long enough to clip her nails. She's just... We didn't want to, like, scare her more. She's never been in either either of our laps or anything like that, so... She doesn't like to be picked up. She won't, like, choose herself to sit in your lap. Yeah. Um, she'll sit near you, but not even, like, right next to you. It's, like, arm's length away for mm. pets. Exactly. So... She does not like people, and she really hated going to the vet. And um, I didn't tell you this, but, like, there were, like, the loudest little dogs next to Aww. us who sounded very upset at the same time, and she it's was fair. really freaked out by that. That's also um, fair. And she did not like anything that happened at the vets. Um, the vet's scary. Even the professor was so nervous. Yeah. And he loves people, and stuff but he he also doesn't trust leaving the apartment no neither of them do mm -hmm. <laughs> they're they're fascinated by the outdoors but they would never they would never so yeah so i took her to the vet she i tried to be as encouraging as possible but she was very very upset by all of it um and now we have to give her antibiotics twice a day and, like, rub her leg with, uh, like, some cleansing foam stuff. She hates it so much. She hates all of this. 
uh, she does not trust me anymore. She's like, fuck you. I'm never gonna, never gonna trust you again. Um, that's not true. She's just feeling distressed right now. Oh, she, I don't know. I don't know. She'll, if she'll trust take, you again. Um, a couple years, maybe. <laughs> to be fair, we haven't even had her a year yet. True. Fair enough. I think she was getting pretty comfortable with me before this. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and oh my God, the, this stupid cat, she would keep hiding in the litter box. Like your legs only, you have an open wound on your leg and you're hiding in your own fecal matter. Stop it. <laughs> so I, several times I had to like pick her up out of it. She did not like that. She scratched me several times, hissed at me, got super scared from me. So it's just been an ordeal. Yeah, she already doesn't like being picked up like before. She would like wiggle her way or like scratch her way out of your arms. She hates being held or picked up. She hates it. Um, so doing it when she's already scared and uh, everything just scares her more. But I mean, we can't help it. We gotta we gotta make sure she gets better. Yeah, <laughs> it's just hard because she keeps looking at us like she's utterly betrayed mm-hmm. um like we're the worst people because she she trusted us and we've we've gone in and forced her to take medicine and put a orange around her neck <laughs> which is actually incredibly cute <laughs> um yeah it's just yeah i don't even know it's well, okay though she'll she'll trust you again eventually it's just it's hard like for both of you. Yeah. I just wish uh, she was more understanding. But, you know, what can you do? She doesn't get it. No. Not like this one. Our other cat is... If he could just live on top of us 24-7, I think he would. He's currently, like, cuddled in my arms like a baby. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. His this should be like a video podcast. Everybody could see. into my armpit. <laughs> very cute. What are we talking about next? I don't know. Do you just want to talk about couples therapy? Do you have any qualms? Do I have any qualms? Um, qualms this week um this week in general i don't know this is our first episode so you can bring up something from like five years ago if you want i guess five years ago um i don't know i think um i think in the last five years we've gotten a lot better with like communication and stuff Mm. Um, I feel, I was actually thinking the other day, I feel like recently we haven't had as many, like, not necessarily, so the arguments aren't necessarily, like, big arguments, but they're big emotionally, where both you and I, like, get very upset, Mm -hmm. because we feel like we're not being heard, Mm-hmm. or like someone misunderstood and then we get defensive and then it becomes a whole thing. But I feel like we haven't had many of those recently. 
and it feels kind of nice. <laughs> so we're winning at being a couple? Um, we're, I guess we're, we're doing a better job at it. We don't need any therapy. That's, we're fine. That's not true at all. We're going. We're, we're great. You heard it here, folks. We got an A+. Plus. Um... I think that it's mostly just because we're maybe trying, not trying more to be understanding of each other, but maybe we don't feel like we're as one against the world, you know? Like we feel like it's both you and I against a bunch of stuff right now and so there's mm-hmm. less like singular like um defensive feelings you know mm. um but i mean i guess if we're gonna talk about it it could also be from growth from you know what we went through in the spring yeah um that's also true i think that definitely contributed a lot to sort of where we are at the point at this point like i know that i feel like a lot more um not necessarily mature but like or maybe like emotionally like more mature and like established and understanding myself you know like I don't feel as like chaotic as I used to feel Hmm. um that's interesting yeah I don't know if I I think I have maybe gotten a little bit more comfortable with getting older Hmm. and I think I've figured out a little bit more of maturity responsibility i don't know like when that happens there's so much like and like it's almost like your life turns around but like yeah it's just a flip-flop of everything which i guess do we want to we just might as well say yeah, talk you know, about what's talk, like, what we're talking about so um April, we found out we were pregnant, or I was pregnant. No, we we were pregnant, babe. <laughs> yeah, you you too. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't planned. We weren't trying, but it wasn't a total surprise. Um, Melody knew. Well, she yeah. She was crazy in her wishing. Well, no, because we also when it happened. It was like it was kind of known that it could, can like it could be something, you know. Listeners, we were having crazy sex, and yes, <laughs> we had we were sex, like, oh. and we forgot to like I f- we forgot what time of the month it was, and and there and there we were, and uh, I mean, but we knew then, and we were trying, and it's hard, um, trying to decide in that moment, like what you want to do like Mm. i we even went out and bought plan b 
because we weren't sure. And mm-hmm. um, we weren't, well, like, we weren't, we didn't know if we wouldn't do it. I mean, Peter probably more. I remember walking into that Target and, like, yeah, going to pick up some Plan B. And, like, we went over to the pharmacist and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't actually buy it here because it has like like a lock on it yeah it has like the lock and stuff on it and like you know obviously there's a lot of moments in your life that you'll always remember super vividly um i think that's gonna be one of them for me but like yeah going into that target was surreal and weird um but to your point of whether i was like more ready or something I'm, i'm not sure maybe um I mean, I think it was a surprise for both of us. I think it it's easy for me to say that you were more ready because it's not a bunch of physical changes for you. Yeah. So there's not, like, that kind of commitment you have to put into it. But, uh, I mean, that's also kind of rude of me to just, like, assume that you were. Um, and you could have... You were being very... Uh, supportive and positive for either direction I chose Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that and maybe me saying you were more ready is just me saying it because you were I mean like if you decide you don't want to like take plan b and you do get pregnant like that or become pregnant like that's fine I'm here and I'm not like we're gonna we'll be okay you know Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, that is just the part of me being, like, you were more ready because in my head I was, like, panic mode, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I also didn't want, like, it was, it felt like a 50-50 chance, but it also felt, like, in my head, like it was, like, a 70-30 chance, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, 70% 70% sure I was gonna be pregnant yeah and but like I also didn't want plan b to like fuck with my body and yeah. like have a terrible cycle for like months for no reason you know um so we decided I decided and you supported me on the decision of not taking plan b and later in April we were like all right, well, I guess, I was like, guess I'm pregnant. <laughs> the way she told me is she peed on one of the sticks. She just left it on the toilet, went about her day. Probably an hour later, I go to the bathroom and I discover it there. <laughs> and that's how she decided to let me know when she was pregnant. Uh, I still have the photo. Like, I held it in front of face while she was in the kitchen like doing something i was making soup yeah snapped a photo and but she she didn't say anything when she took the i didn't even know she was taking the test she just did it she was like oh i guess uh peter will find out when he finds out um which is so very you uh but it was it was real funny too i um i knew before i took the test though I was pretty positive. Yeah, I know. We were we were pretty positive. I think I I think I 
might have even mentioned to Naomi before I took the test that I thought I could be. Because mm. we were we were moving all their stuff into that apartment. That's right. Your and sisters were moving into a new apartment. Yeah, and I was in the truck with Naomi, and I was like, I don't know, my period still hasn't started, honestly. I don't know. I could be pregnant. I don't know how to feel about it. And we both just were like, okay, and <laughs> moved on. <laughs> and what can you do in those situations? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And so, yeah, we... um. Then there was all the emotions of, like, what to do, like, after, you know? Yeah. We suddenly had to figure out what we're going to be doing, how to be parents. If we wanted wanted to. And, yeah. um, So, like, our lives sort of took a drastic turn there all of may was so it felt so long i mean april felt really long too Mm -hmm. um but april was not knowing and may was knowing Mm -hmm. and may felt so long it felt like months and um we went through a lot of emotions like end of april was decide end of april beginning of may was deciding like we were going to go on with the process you know like see where we went you know have a kid yeah and uh that was a lot and super scary and Mm -hmm. and then it was like what do we it was going through like the process of like trying to find like a doctor and a bunch of other stuff and it was overwhelming and and like making all these big decisions that we didn't plan to have to make and also like but it, like we were in it together you know like mm-hmm. it was it was something that neither of us was alone in and I also really appreciate like how how much you and I shared our feelings during all of that, like what we were feeling and being honest about like where we were at and what we wanted. And I know like it was hard for you too. And I, I want I wanted to keep acknowledging that and I did and I just really appreciate you being honest with me as well. Um, but I think we've always kind of been that, like, even when we were getting married, we were like, Hey, I was like, Hey, I'm really scared. And I almost don't know if I want to do this. Like this is a big commitment. And you were like, yeah, I'm really scared too. <laughs> like it's, it's intimidating, mm-hmm. but like, I love you and you know, it's all right. We're going to make it through this and you're not stuck with me if you don't want to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going through all of that together and just like being really honest with each other and like working through our feelings together, I think was really good for us. Um, but it was really hard too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly wasn't like 
comfortable fully like like wasn't like I don't know it's hard to like say exactly I don't know if it's like it's not that I wasn't ready maybe it was like it's hard to be ready it was kind of like forced upon you you know Mm -hmm. um but like I wasn't like I mean can you ever be ready for something like that I don't I don't know I don't think so but like there's definitely people who are way more prepared fair enough and like are planning for it and Mm. like when you're not that's a lot harder Mm -hmm. and so I was like finally like okay yeah I'm actually starting to like to feel this you know like to to feel this future you know and everything and then and then I miscarried and that week was so hard and I started miscarrying when I was babysitting I was staying the night over um babysitting the girl I used to nanny and uh I like was on the phone with Peter and I was like I'm spotting and I was like it's not a lot but it's a little bit and I don't know yeah. Uh, and that was like a really hard night. I was like alone in a basement, like having finally like been like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then realizing that maybe like it wasn't happening and like trying to come to terms with, with all those feelings. Like it's it was such a whirlwind of like two months, you know, like uh, and then, yeah. And then the whole like week like the like took a couple days for it to like officially like really start and so it was like a stressful couple days and then there was a time where I was like no this is this is happening yeah yeah it was it was a lot I mean the entire time you know we started like planning on having a kid and what we would do and a bunch of other stuff like i started watching you know youtube videos on how to make your own baby cribs and uh you know woodworking stuff like that but like you know and i was trying to um get prepared in some sort of way i was like you know i need to grow up become a become a dad be a dad um and so like living in that mentality for a while um like you try to like shift what you are doing and like how you're thinking and perceiving things um and like it's so it's like rewiring your brain i mean i'm sure like that's you know i've heard that that's like a real thing you have a kid and like you sort of become a different person because i mean even the dads obviously like your brain gets rewired to like protect this thing right like i heard it once described as uh having a kid is like taking your heart out of your chest and having it walk around and be a person and like you just gotta protect it for the rest of your life now um and you know i've always wanted to have kids i know that I think that's an important thing f- 
for people in general. I think, um, you know, it, there's, there's obviously a lot of caveats and there's a lot of other stuff like no judgment to anybody who doesn't want to have kids or anything like that. But I think especially for me, it's important for me to grow as a person, to grow, to become a better person. Um, I think that, you know, you know, it's very, um, like it's like basic psychology or whatever, but like you want to leave an impression on the world and people do that through their kids, you know, like you somehow become not immortal, but like you live on because your kids are there. And like, that's a true thing for sure. And like, obviously evolution has programmed us to believe all of that. So we want to reproduce and we want to have kids and all of that. So I mean, I'm not immune to that. And yeah, I think it's, it's an important thing. Like even like as stupid as it is having like two cats, you know, like kind of changes you at least a little bit because you have to suddenly take care of, of another living being. Yeah. Responsibility for something that can't take care of itself fully. Exactly. I think that's really important to have as a person. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's, I think it's one level to have that responsibility for a pet or whatever. And that's a real responsibility, but it's, you know, completely different having a kid that you're responsible for. And I think that's, you know, real and important part of people's lives. Um, and then all of a sudden it wasn't happening anymore. And we just are like, okay, I guess we go back to how our lives were eight weeks ago. Yeah, um, it was, uh, was it eight or nine? Eight or nine, yeah, something like that. I don't know, it was some kind of significant milestone. But I think it's crazy for me, too, because like, I was, I think at the beginning of this year, I was like, mm, I don't even know if I'm still up for having kids, you know? Yeah, you didn't know if you wanted to have kids at all. Yeah, um, which I think is totally valid and also like like you wanting to have kids and finding that like a significant part of your life is um is valid and like I support that Mm -hmm. and like I I think it was hard it's hard for me because like I grew up always taking care of other people like I grew up basically taking care of kids you know like I had all of my younger siblings and I was the responsible like adult almost um for all of them like I taught them math and everything else all (laughs) you know like I had to take care of them and I think I have been, I have spent like so much of my life recently like trying to run away from that kind of responsibility. Like even when I moved here, I I was taking care of, like I was nannying and I did that for like a number of years. Um, That didn't, that ended like seven years ago. We got, mm-hmm. we got married seven years ago. Yep. 
so that ended around then like I I stopped nannying and then I started and I got into coffee but I up to seven years ago I had been taking care of other people since I was born basically or definitely since Naomi was born you know yeah and so I that's a lot of my life you know Mm-hmm. of being responsible for other humans. Yeah. And I just didn't want it. And I was tired of having to have or even pretend to have my shit together for other people. And I didn't even know what I wanted or what I wanted to be. And I still don't fully know. I'm still trying to figure it out. But like, a lot of it was a lot of my purpose for oh, I don't know how old am I now so a lot of my purpose for like 24 years was taking care of everyone else yeah and so you didn't want to have, be responsible or take care of another person yeah I didn't know if I I didn't know if I could commit to that yeah like I didn't want to say yes let's try to have a kid and then like be like nah actually this is too much I can't do this like I made a mistake Mm -hmm. and so I what I had been honest with you like about it but I, I also did feel like I was disappointing you a little bit because that's something you wanted so much. But then, like, going through uh, finding out I was pregnant and then, like, coming to terms with it and then, like, the miscarriage and everything, like, I I do think that I could be up for having a kid and being responsible. But, like, I definitely still feel overwhelmed by that responsibility. Um, but yeah, so the, the, but like the miscarriage, it was, it was a lot. It was overwhelming. It was like, mm-hmm. I finally also had finally, like I said, come to terms with like, we were planning on telling our closest friends and our sisters, uh, a weekend at a cabin. Um, the that weekend and yeah. I miscarried on like Tuesday or something yeah um but I think uh, I think miscarriages are really hard because it's not something like people talk about mm-hmm. and those that do talk about it normally are people who were planning to have a kid exactly and I think that there doesn't feel like there's much room for people who weren't. People don't know how to respond. They can't just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's that's so upsetting. Like, I, um, I, like, really feel for you. Like, I hope, you know, like, you can have a baby in the future, you know? Like, but, like, better put together, you know? words uh but normally there's like a 
like a little bit of encouragement they can add in there, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, uh, or, you know, I don't know. There's, there's some kind of more connection with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but the people who miscarry, who didn't plan on having a kid, like no one knows how to respond to those people, you know? And even Mm -hmm. if like the miscarriage is, a good thing for you you know like like it's better that you didn't have the kid you know like it's still hard for you it's still an emotional like roller coaster and um and intense feelings and you still are sad and you're still upset and even if it is good for you and even if like it's a better outcome. But like that's hard for people to understand and accept. Yeah. People don't know how. I mean, and to be fair, like especially somebody that is in that position, you don't necessarily know how to, to feel yourself. Like you're obviously going through a traumatic event and it's you're like feeling all these emotions and stuff and at the same time you don't know if you are ready for a child or anything like that and so a person looking from the outside in yeah it's hard for people to even like so like yeah to your point like people don't even know how to respond sometimes to the, something like that which is like fair and valid like mm-hmm. but i think also like people should be able to feel that they can talk about it, maybe not in that moment, but, like, later. And therefore can be there for people who need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But, and, like, they can know that they can go to that person. They can, there's, like, there are people out there that they can talk to about it. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's more helpful if it's not, like, well, sometimes it's helpful if it's a stranger, you know, because, like, they have no stakes and your life but it could be really helpful if it was like a friend you know Mm -hmm. that you knew who went through the same thing Mm -hmm. um and i don't know it's it's weird and i i don't know i didn't know how to like experience it or and it's it was i didn't i didn't want to talk about it which is fair and I started to feel that, like, after a while of processing my own emotions, I I then wanted to talk about it. I wanted to make it so that other people could feel seen who weren't planning on having a kid and who mm-hmm. maybe felt relief from having a miscarriage, but also, like, sadness. But then also, but also maybe, like, they didn't feel the relief. They felt just sadness and distress but then also maybe they felt both and I can't say I didn't feel both there was like a certain part of me that was like relieved to not have my life like turned over completely 
for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's a lot. I um I was also just surprised not surprised, but it was a little bit jarring just how like nothing really changed in our lives, even though everything changed in our heads mm-hmm. from one way to the other. Yeah. Like there was no outward like sign of anything there wasn't like any yeah it's it was just so very like one day we were planning on having a kid and you know figuring out everything that goes along with that you know buying a house insurance insurance you know doctors and where we want to live in the future and how we want to raise this kid and all this other crap and then the next day we are just back to being, uh, you know, a couple of kids just not planning any of that anymore. And like, but not really kids anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, it's hard because it, it, I do, I do still feel so young. Like, I think, like, I think that was another thing. Mm-hmm. I, Whenever you'd ask me if I wanted to have kids, I would be like, ask me next year. Because I didn't know how I felt about it. Or I I maybe did want kids, but I wanted them later. Yeah. Or like, and it just, it would change year to year. And I would, yeah, sometimes I'd be like, we could try next year. <laughs> like, we could talk about this next year. But yeah, I think... I think you're. it's hard to be ready, especially when, as you age, you don't feel that you're aging. Like, you still feel like you're so young. Yeah, that was probably a main topic for another podcast episode at some point. Yeah. How uh, aging is actually really weird. I don't know if you guys know this, but... Um, None of them have ever aged in their life. It's kind of really awkward, and I don't know how to... Like, your body just stops working. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, so... Um, and it's something that we're still kind of processing, I think. I, I think that we've come out from it with, like, stronger understandings of ourselves, how we relate to each other, what we want out of life. Like you mentioned yourself, you think that you've solidified a little bit more into, you know not being so chaotic as you say um yeah but at the same time you know now we feel like we want to plan things a little bit better maybe and like um be a little bit more intentional i think it yeah i don't think it's necessarily planning things better i think it's just acknowledging that you know maybe we do want a different kind of life, you know? Yeah. We don't want to, uh, well, that's yet another podcast episode about whether we'll move to Homewood. We're not doing that. Middle of the sticks. No. no. There's a metro train. No. We could go into the city anytime we want. Listen. It's another podcast. Houses are cheap down there. That's all I'll say. Um, 
but yeah for your couples therapy part yeah i think since then like you and i have grown a lot yeah that's true we have grown a lot and i think that's also like been a big part in our relationship um Mm -hmm. solidifying as well like our connection to each other and our it, it was a traumatic thing that we went through you know yeah together it was um wow heavy episode for hope you all had your drinks handy yeah we were certainly having drinks i wasn't um anything else we want to talk about before signing off do we want to try to end things on a lighter note perhaps a lighter note um our cats keep eating all our plants not really just one they really um, like it. They did say that cats would try to eat it. This isn't a good light note, though. Um, so, I think that's it for our first episode. Um, I don't know if we're going to do this super regularly. We're going to try, I think. Try to do it sometimes. That's the plan. Um, we would like it to be more regular, but we'll see. Uh, let us know if you know, send us uh, comments on the on the internets. Um, you could probably find ways of contacting us wherever you downloaded this show. I assume I'll do that. I don't know. Maybe I'll make an email address or something. I don't think we're going to have Twitter or anything, but, you know, you just message us directly. You probably know who we are if you're listening to this because there's probably, like, seven of you. So... If you want to talk to us, just talk to us. Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, any ideas throw yeah. them our way. Yeah, we would love to do Q and A, maybe listener questions for the, sev- the seven of you who are listening and have burning questions about us. Go and do it. Um, we will follow up for sure about the mattress. I know everybody's <laughs> gonna be waiting with bated breath. For so that. important to know. It is super important. Um, But I think, yeah, we'll, uh, I don't know. Next time we'll try to be funny or something, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's us. Why are you promising that? I don't know. I don't know. I am panicking a little bit. Okay. I think that is it for this installment. Thanks for going on the wild ride. What are we doing? I've been Peter. I guess I've been Melody. And we will talk into your ear holes next time.